0: The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. The big call during the last presidential election was to build back better. That was the theme of the campaign of the illegitimate regime currently occupying the White House. Not surprisingly, it just happens to be the same theme of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset agenda as well. But in order to build back, for better or worse, you first have to tear down. And that's exactly what we've been seeing over the last decade or so. And this tearing down of America has accelerated to a mind-boggling speed. I could go back much further, but let's start with the election year of 2020. The country was devastated as groups like Antifa and the now disgraced Black Lives Matter movement recruited and paid people to riot, burn, loot, and destroy many of our nation's cities. Anarchy was everywhere over racial division, fueled by intense hatred. And like the scandemic, this racial strife was also highly orchestrated. In Seattle, anarchists took control of eight city blocks for nearly a month, declaring the area to be a sovereign nation, known as CHAZ and later as CHOP. Yet they still demanded plenty of free stuff from the federal government. Ironically, the first thing these so-called peaceful protesters did, all favoring open borders for the U.S., by the way, was to erect a wall to protect their imaginary sovereign nation. The Seattle mayor likened the situation to a festive block party, though the area was run by a rapper who was also a drug dealer and sex trafficker, and there was daily violence. While the rest of the country was forced to social distance, the same rules did not apply to those who were systematically destroying our cities. They were allowed to maraud by the thousands and freely throw bricks through the windows of local businesses. Pallet loads of bricks were found to have been placed on city streets across the country just prior to many of the worst attacks. Who paid for them and had them placed there? I can only guess, but suffice to say, that many of our federal three-letter agencies have been caught red-handed orchestrating nefarious deeds since then. In Washington, D.C., in the midst of the destruction, a street across from the White House was renamed Black Lives Matter Plaza in record time. The former street sign was removed, and a new sign went up within a couple of days. Under normal circumstances, any such move would take months, even just to have a sign made up, to say nothing of the amount of time it would take a city council to approve such a change. I believe that sign had already been manufactured and was ready for installation even before the riots began. And as businesses and neighborhoods across the country were being utterly destroyed, law enforcement was ordered to stand down and let it all burn. Crowds of rioters numbered in the thousands in some areas, and mainstream media reporters continued to lie to our faces, calling these mostly peaceful protests, even as police cars and buildings were showing in flames in the background. We were well-trained by the brainwashers to not not believe our own eyes. Then, of course, the words Black Lives Matter were allowed to be painted in 20-foot-tall letters on city streets. Anyone who interfered, including a black lady who saw this purposely incited race war for the sham it was, was immediately arrested for daring to try to stop the madness. I should also mention the countless statues and monuments of our American history and heritage that were either vandalized, destroyed, or just removed by government edict. Let's not forget that while all this was going on, businesses and churches that were considered non-essential were forced to close. People were forced to wear masks wherever they went, encouraged not to go anywhere. Many were injured by police as they were forcibly arrested for noncompliance, even if they were caught not wearing a mask while on the beach, riding a bike, or sitting in a public park. Playgrounds had their equipment roped off or covered in orange plastic fencing to assure children couldn't play outdoors. We were forced to stand six feet apart, follow the arrows on the floor at Walmart, and stand on little circles six feet apart when you went anywhere that was open. One home improvement company even had armed guards at the door to assure everyone was wearing a mask. If you didn't have one, they'd sell you one. If you still refused to comply, police were called and people were arrested. Then came the jabs, safe and effective, we were told, only to discover these things were neither. They've now been proven to be weapons of depopulation, as millions have died suddenly. Funeral directors noted a serious marked increase in the deaths of young people starting right after the shots were implemented. They, along with scientists and doctors, discovered enormous blood clots in the dead bodies of jab victims. But not just ordinary blood clots. These more closely resembled window caulk, white rubbery substances that completely shut off the blood flow. We've learned a lot more about these shots than I can get into in this message, but suffice to say they didn't come at warp speed. They'd been in the works for years, just waiting for the perfect opportunity to unleash them. We must also remember the deadly mandatory protocols implemented by hospitals, mandated by Fauci and company, and incentivized with enormous amounts of money from the federal government. The more dead people a hospital could turn out, the more money they made. And then, right on cue with Saul Alinsky's communist handbook, Rules for Radicals, things shifted. As Alinsky stated, a tactic that drags on too long becomes a drag but the tearing down of our country has never stopped. Since then, we've seen over 200 food processing plants mysteriously go up in flames in just about every state in the nation. I find it odd that in each of these cases, not one of those facilities had adequate working sprinkler systems to mitigate damage. We've also seen countless thousands of chickens and heads of cattle culled Due to alleged illnesses and severe drought has caused the loss of millions of acres of crops in America's breadbasket. In case you're not aware, our federal government has been playing around with weather modification for decades, and chemtrails really do exist. Call it a crazy conspiracy theory if you want, but you'd be better off investigating that for yourself, if you want to know the truth. Then the train derailments began. Perhaps the most notable was the one in East Palestine, Ohio, on February 3rd of this year. That train had 20 tankers filled with vinyl chloride, a deadly toxin that causes cancer and host of other deadly ailments. After the derailment, instead of safely removing the toxic liquid from the tanker cars to other tanks, officials drained the stuff into a ditch and then deliberately ignited it, sending a plume of toxic compounds high into the air. 200 miles away, residents reported the paint on their cars was bubbling up and the plastic parts of their cars were melted. But we were assured that the residents of East Palestine had nothing to fear. The media reported once again nothing to see here, even as thousands of fish in the area were dead along with pets and farm animals. The media told us residents reported only running noses, chest congestion coughing and headaches for a few days but they need not be concerned strange those are the same symptoms of the so-called deadly covid yet officials have assured residents their air and water are completely safe and train derailments have continued across the country almost continuously it seems the most recent being the norfolk southern derailment in white marsh township pennsylvania That train was also carrying potentially deadly chemicals, including liquid fertilizer and another that I can't pronounce, which is used as a dry cleaning agent and metal degreasing solvent. In tune with the newest push for a climate change crisis, officials have said this derailment was likely weather-related. The demolition of America's infrastructure continues in just about every area. Bridge collapses, power station outages, and road failures. It's almost as if all these calamities coming all at once are being carefully planned and carried out. But certainly our own government would never do anything to harm us or the country, right? Remember, in order to build back better, you first must destroy what was. The country I grew up in is under attack, friends, and if you continue to believe the official narrative put forth by government agencies, including the mainstream media, I truly feel sorry for you. You may think that jabs are a thing of the past now that so many people have had their eyes open to the truth and many are now refusing them, but now they're putting this mRNA into all of us, whether we want it or even know about it. They're now injecting it into farm animals so we get it through the meat we eat. If you're a vegetarian, you're not off the hook either because they're now also infusing it into plants and crops. And if you have your own farm and your own homegrown food supply that you oversee, you better watch out for mosquitoes because they're putting the jab into the mosquitoes now too. And then those bugs are jabbing all of us. Many more things are coming to light now as well. While sex trafficking and the sexual exploitation of children has been going on since the dawn of time, we're now seeing an assault on our children like we've never witnessed before. Whistleblowers who speak the truth about powerful men and women in high places taking part in this and profiting handsomely from the sale of children are turning up mysteriously dead if they don't simply disappear themselves. Meanwhile, the twisting of minds, young and old, Regarding sexual perversion and abomination is now like nothing I could ever have imagined. We have pornography in schools, X-rated sex performances promoted as family and child-friendly events in our schools, libraries, city parks, and theaters. Our kids are being force-fed the ideology of transgenderism. And if you don't affirm the the psychotic delusion of a so-called transgender person, you are guilty of a hate crime. This is nothing short of child abuse. I cannot understand how anyone could think this stuff is okay. Children are being mutilated for life. In some places, it's now against the law for parents to intervene if a child agrees to transition. Can you imagine taking a young girl and injecting puberty-blocking chemicals into her, then pumping her full of testosterone injections? Even biological men who have low testosterone levels must go through months of testing and analysis and doctor visits in order to get legitimate testosterone boosters if they need them. But somehow, the insane leftists who can't even give a coherent definition of a woman think this is perfectly okay to do to a confused 12-year-old girl without her parents' consent or even knowledge. Meanwhile, banks are failing, businesses are shutting down, joblessness is rampant. The homeless population has exploded nationwide with people living on the streets or in tent cities. The U.S. dollar is collapsing. Violent crime is rising, even in small towns. Cities have become no-go zones with their streets littered with human feces and drug needles. This is where we're at, folks. The regime is building something, but it is not better. As I've said before, there is no political solution to all this. They're all in it together. If you're waiting for Donald Trump to come back and set things straight, you're forgetting that all the riots and destruction started under his watch, and he did nothing to stop it. You're forgetting that Trump is also a huge supporter of the LGBTQP agenda. You're forgetting how proud he is of the deadly jab he knowingly unleashed. You're forgetting that it was Trump who over- oversaw the COVID mandates and lockdowns. Now, he may continue to say what we all want to hear, but we need to look deeper because he's not our Savior. The only Build Back Better plan that's ever going to work is the one where we have a massive wave of individual and national repentance and a serious 180-degree turn back to God Almighty. And that may never happen until Christ himself returns as the just judge and ruler he truly is. Preach the word, prepare, and pray. Audio versions and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News seven one five four eight six eight zero six six, or email Rob R O B at News dot com and ask for message number four hundred. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. You'll find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. dot com. Questions and comments? Email Rob R O B at News dot com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.